to Where I Long to Be, a magical trip report podcast. I am your host, Virginia, and I'm thrilled to report that I have another podcast review over on Apple Podcasts. This one comes from Hope Wish Believe and is titled, I Love Trip Reports. Hope Wish Believe says, Listening to trip reports has become an obsession as I wait impatiently for my trip in October. I enjoy listening to the pre- and post-trips and hearing the differences from the plan to the reality. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much for that lovely review. I am so glad that you're enjoying the show, and I hope, hope, wish, believe, will reach out to me if they are interested in being a trip report guest. The link is in the show notes. If you are enjoying the show, please consider reading and reviewing the podcast, just like Hope Wish Believe did, and you might hear your review read on the show. And now, let's get into this week's post-trip report. For those of you who have been listening for a while, you will remember Allie from her previous trip back in September, where she and her husband Brian had a laid-back trip to Walt Disney World. This time, Allie and Brian are being joined by their son, Sully, and his girlfriend, Sarah, for an exciting split stay between Universal Studios, staying at Endless Summer Dockside in a two-bedroom, and Walt Disney World, staying in two deluxe DVC studios at Copper Creek in Disney's Wilderness Lodge Resort. Allie and Brian are longtime DVC members and get down to Orlando multiple times a year. Copper Creek is just one of their four home resorts. Adding another layer to all this is the fact that this will be a first trip to Disney or Universal for Sarah, so the entire family wants to make sure she gets to experience as much as possible. Without further ado, here's Allie. Allie, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. It's good to be back. I bet you'd rather be in Disney, though. (laughs) Of course, especially (laughs) because it's so cold. (laughs) I know. We were just talking before we hit record, and Allie got about five inches of snow, and I think in New York we got – we were supposed to get about three. I'm not sure what actually happened, and I, to be completely honest, have not been outside at all today, so I have no idea. It just looks white out there. Yep. All right. Well, let's talk of sunshinier places You had a trip for anybody who did not get a chance to listen to Allie's pre-trip report. Allie was traveling with her family on January 6th through 12th down to do a couple of days at Universal and then over to Disney for the rest of the time. And the exciting part of this trip, at least in my opinion, was in addition to her husband and son who have been a million times, they were also taking her son's girlfriend, who is a complete newbie to Disney World and to Universal. So, is she a diehard Disney adult now? I don't know if she's a diehard Disney adult, but she said it was the best vacation of her life. So, uh, I think that's pretty good. Well, I think that's I, I pretty think good. That leaning in favor of her being a Disney adult. So, all right, let's t- let's talk through it all. So, arriving on January the 6th, you were scheduled to land around 10.30 a.m. Was everything okay with your flight? For the most part, yeah. I think it was it was delayed a couple of minutes, um, mm-hmm. but it was, it was like a landing gear check or something. We got mm-hmm. there around 11. We had checked bags this time. We've perfected going mm-hmm. with carry-on only mm-hmm. and it, you forget what it, how much time how much of a time suck 
waiting for check bags can be. So yeah, <laughs> it was a good learning experience for us to remember why we do it that way. <laughs> so is that also in part due to the fact that you're DVC and that sometimes you're staying in rooms that do have a washer dryer? Yes, absolutely. Even though you weren't and we this have- time. Yeah, we have we have an owner's locker and mm. we we typically stay with even if we are staying in a studio you have access to a washer and dryer. So mm. um we we've definitely kind of scaled down what we bring. Mm-hmm. Um and it's where if you can do it and I know when you're traveling with young children it's it's hard and I I, I understand right. and I wasn't able to do it then but you know now and it's you know mostly all adults. It it's mm-hmm. a huge advantage. So, mm, okay. And for people who don't know, can you describe what an owner's locker is and the sorts of things that you in particular like to keep in an owner's locker? Essentially, it's like a storage tote. I don't remember the exact dimensions. It's on the website, but it's kind of like one of the Rubbermaid totes you'd put your Christmas decorations in. Um, mm-hmm. It's not it's not as it's not a an excessively large one. It's more of a medium size. We keep all of our toiletries in there. Um, we keep, I keep a lot of, um, basic park clothes in there. So, you know, leggings, t-shirts, um, shorts, my husband keeps all of his clothes in in there. Wow. (laughs) So he'll bring like a sweatshirt and a pair of jeans and that's about it. Um, but yeah, we keep, we keep every, we keep so much in there. We actually keep a Keurig in there. Um, Mm -hmm. cause some of all, not all the rooms have a Keurig. Um, we keep, uh, I keep a, like a hair tool. Uh, we keep a lot of good things in there. Our park bags stay in there, all of our park accessories. Um, so we really enjoy it. It's worth it for us. And do you feel like, I mean, I don't know, they have several different plans. They have one, I think, where you get one uh, one time where they'll bring the tote to your resort and then you can pay for unlimited back and forth between the storage facility and your resort. Do you feel that based on the plan that you have, you are actually saving money in the long run because you're not having to bring these things that you would then be checking and paying to check in luggage? Yeah. So we don't do the unlimited plan, believe it or not. I've, I've even looked into it again. Mm-hmm. Um, we typically go four times a year. So even with four times a year and paying for it to be delivered three times, it's still cheaper than the unlimited plan for us. And it's... I think we are saving money um, to a certain extent because, you know, if you're you're playing for baggage um, mm-hmm. each way. Plus, it's, kind of, it's more of a convenience thing. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of combine the cost for convenience versus, you know, paying for check luggage. Um, I just enjoy it. The only thing I need to get better about is, like, what to keep in there because I'm constantly with clothing. I'm t- mm-hmm. putting things in and taking things out. And that's it's kind of hard because we we travel in the summer and in the winter, so you can't really keep a consistent mm-hmm. outfit in there. But yeah, yeah, I've toyed with the idea of getting one, and every time I look at it, I can't convince myself that it's going to be worth it for me. But at the same time, every time I'm packing my suitcase, especially for a week long trip, I'm sitting there kicking myself with how much space I'm taking up with ears. And yep. my park bag and things like that, that mm. if it was just always down there, um, that would be pretty nice. So I don't know. I, I know that they, for DVC members, they do have a uh, some sort of discount and you get a certain number of months free mm-hmm. when you initially sign yeah, up. So 
it's like the first year. It's a, it's a good, it's more, I would say it is a cost savings, but more than that, it's a convenience thing. Okay. So, I mean, that's how I would rate it. I'll link to it in the show notes in case anybody is, is curious and wants to, to check that out. All right. So first up was an Uber or a Lyft ride over to Universal to drop your luggage. You had anticipated that your room would not be ready yet. And I should say for listeners who didn't listen to the pre-trip, this these first two nights were actually this first night um, was going to be at Endless Summer Dockside in a two bedroom. So was the room ready? The room ride? was ready. Oh, wow. It was ready as soon as we got there, which was I was not expecting. Um, mm-hmm. Very happy about it. It was a nice room. The inside of the dockside rooms are beautiful. They're they're new. The ceilings are high. They're mm-hmm. very clean. I mean, you can't complain about it. I mean, they're two bedrooms more akin to a DVC one bedroom, what oh, they okay. call. It's more like a one bedroom and then a living room with beds in it. So, Like with kind actual of a beds or with pull-out couch? With actual beds, so no couch. Okay. Okay. Um. All right, I will look for a room tour to link in the show notes because I meant to go look and see what this type of room would be like before you and I spoke again, and I did not get a chance to do it. So I'm still curious at what this particular resort two-bedroom would be like. All right, so did you head straight into the parks, or did you take some time to get settled because you had a room to go to? Um, We, my husband and I took some time to get settled. Uh, my son and his girlfriend went over to Universal. They were going to eat at Universal. We were all hungry because we had got up really early in the morning, hadn't really eaten. Um, so everybody was kind of ready for lunch. So we ate at the hotel at the food court and they went over to Universal. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned that she was a big Harry Potter fan. So she, is. she absolutely loved it. <laughs> absolutely loved it. I'm sure. I'm throwing a guess out there, though, that they ate in Diagon Alley or something like that. Do you know where they ended up eating? They didn't. They didn't. They, didn't. they ended up at okay. Simpsons Land. No. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't I don't even know. They the two the two of them don't even know anything about the Simpsons. I I think it was cuz it was a food court <laughs> and they saw it on mobile order. So they were uh-huh. like, "Oh, we'll just eat here cuz they hit it first, you know, when you walk through that way." Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, they ate there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what so, time did you end up joining up with them? We joined them probably around, I think my notes say around two. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time we kind of got to the hotel, got unpacked, um, got at, we ate lunch at the food court and they ate lunch. We met up with them. We went to Men in Black. We met up with them at Men in Black around two mm-hmm. and rode Men in Black. Okay. So. All right. Yes, that was on my list of the three items that you for sure wanted to get done this this first day, Men in Black, Gringotts, and The Mummy. Did all three end up, end up happening? We did not get The Mummy. Okay. So my son, for the first time, used the Universal app this trip because we've been to Universal, mm-hmm. but he's never really bothered with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kept seeing the wait time. It was a pretty big – I mean, it's a Saturday. So he saw the wait time of the Hulk go down. So mm-hmm. after we went through um, Diagon Alley, he wanted to go ride the Hulk. So he and he and Sarah went over and rode the Hulk, and we stayed over in Diagon Alley and kind of enjoyed that area and then walked through the streets of New York. They rode the Hulk, and that was probably a, a bad move because the Hulk made her sick. <laughs> so, oh, no. Yeah, they had to take a real break after that one. And oh, my goodness. So it was kind of a... 
kind of a misstep in that one. <laughs> so, Yikes. Yeah, they ended up going back to the hotel. Okay. And I should ask because you mentioned her name and we spent the entire pre-trip not referring to anybody by name, which sometimes happens when I interview people because they want to keep someone's name private. So you mentioned her name. Is it okay to mention other people's names? Or Oh, yeah. I okay. I don't even know why I haven't. <laughs> okay. So so who are these folks? Who What is husband's name? Husband's name is Brian. Um, son's name is Sel- is Sully. Well, his nickname is Sully. His real name is John. I don't know if I need to get <laughs> okay. into that, but we no, call him Sully. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Sarah is his girlfriend. So Okay. Sully and Sarah. That's cute. All right. <laughs> All right. That'll make it easier for us to talk about people going through the rest of the post trip. All right. So she didn't feel well after the Hulk. Oh, that's too bad. All right. So how how much time did it set her back having to rest up from that? She actually they went back to the hotel and they didn't go back to the the to the rides that day at all. Um oh, wow. She wasn't that I don't know if she was that sick. I think they were just both tired and mm-hmm. they just decided to hang out at the resort. They took a nap, they woke up and then they went and got something to eat. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, Brian and I ended up staying and we ended up going to um, islands and just kind of walking through. I, the only ride we really rode was Kong, but mm-hmm. we kind of just enjoyed the day and walked. It was very busy and the lines were really long and the Universal Fast Pass is very expensive. So It is, yes. And and you and Brian and Sally all have APs for Universal. Is yes. right? Okay. Yes. All right. All right. So anything else to note on that first day? It's, it sounds like, you know, traveling aside, it was kind of a low-key park day for all of you. It really was. It really was. And I it, this that's kind of what I learned is even though she was a newbie to Disney and I was thinking, oh, she has to do this, she has to do that. The reality of it is, is she really didn't know what she had to do. And she was right. okay with just kind of going with a easy pace. Mm-hmm. And it was more enjoyable that way rather than trying to get every ride in because she, she didn't really know. She was fine with just doing a few rides. She thought that was amazing. Mm-hmm. So, Well, that's that's something I'm definitely going to try to keep in mind with, with my sister because you're right. If they've never been before, they don't really know what they're missing. So perhaps the question to ask a newbie before they go is – what have you already heard of that you're specifically interested in seeing and then sort of curate around that? Because if they've heard of it and they don't get to go, then maybe they would feel like they're missing out. But if they don't even know it exists, then they could get it the next time they go, presumably. Very good advice. Because I think if you overwhelm new people, they they Mm -hmm. think that I think a lot of people, especially if you go and you watch kind of the social media and you come up with all these strategies and you don't, maybe you've been once before, but you're not really familiar with it, it can be very stressful. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that if you try to overdo it your first, you know, first, second time at Disney, it can be a lot and it will make a lot of people walk away from it, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, some people do it for the enjoyment, you know, like, hey, I want to mm-hmm. hit everything and it's a strategy and it's a, mm-hmm. it's kind of a, something you conquer but you know yeah read your audience right. yeah read read the audience and adjust plans accordingly all right yep. so 
day two of Universal, you had expressed during your pre-trip that you are not that impressed by early entry at Universal specifically. And so you weren't really thinking you were going to do that. Did did you end up doing early entry or did you kind of take the next morning a little easier in terms of getting over to the parks? We d- we did not. Um, my husband, my, my son and Sarah, Sully and Sarah went over. They rode Velocicoaster this time rather than trying to get on Hagrid's. I think the ha- going to Hagrid's is not the move mm-hmm. um, because I feel like it's it's a long wait regardless. And you might as well – if you can do Velocicoaster – they did Velocicoaster in under 15 minutes and then were able to walk around Hogsmeade and see it uncrowded. Mm-hmm. So they actually enjoyed doing it that way. So they made that and they they kind of ended up walking around Hogsmeade you know, and then they took the train over to Universal to do both ways so that they could see, you know, the the story that goes both ways. So mm-hmm. they actually used the early entry. Well, they used early entry to go around Hogsmeade. As soon as it opened, they jumped on the train and then went back and forth. Mm-hmm. So it was still really early and there was no wait. So that worked out really good. That's a good point to make for early entry is that if you're going over into Islands of Adventure... I think that Hagrid's is a much more accessible coaster, right? Even people who don't do big coasters are potentially going to try to do Hagrid's because it doesn't go extremely high or anything like that. Um, Whereas Velocicoaster, you kind of weed a bunch of people out who would even want to ride that just based on seeing it. They're going to go, oh my gosh, that's way too tall for me. I can't do that. And they're not even going to be trying for that. So I think if you're especially interested in Velocicoaster anyway, that's probably the best thing to hit up in the morning. Um, All right. Well, what time did you and Brian make it over into the parks? Not until 10. (laughs) (laughs) We we ended up just kind of packing up the room and enjoying. I I think we waited. We Okay. Let's talk about the Starbucks in the lobby. Okay, it's great. <laughs> Theoretic- theoretically, it is great to have a Starbucks in your hotel lobby. Let me tell you, that line is never under thirty minutes unless you're there at like six a.m. Can you do mobile it's- order? No, no mobile order. So it is oh. we. It's insane. <laughs> so I waited in line for thirty minutes because I was like, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, and then we headed over to City Walk, and we actually just got a drink at City Walk and just hung out at City Walk and kind of tried to judge where they were going to be. They ended up riding Rip, Rip Ride Rocket and then the Minions Ride mm. um, and did a few things. And so we we didn't – I only went in the park to grab something from them because they didn't want to – they couldn't – they didn't want to get a big locker for Rip Ride Rocket, so I just grabbed a bag and then I went right oh, back okay. out to City Walk. So. <laughs> Well, City Walk is nice. There's a lot of a lot of good things to to take advantage of there. Um, I will say for anybody who has not been to Universal, there are so many rides at Universal that you do need to use a locker for. And the size of the locker that is free to use while you're using the ride or riding the ride, I should say, is fairly small. So if you have anything bigger than a certain like a, a I would say I would say it's probably big enough to fit maybe like a lounge fly size bag because my bag is I would call it around lounge fly size maybe slightly bigger than lounge fly and I can fit into the smaller lockers but when I went my friend um, Nancy had the kind of bag that has the built-in place to, to display your pins um, mm-hmm. that they sell at all those stores. And that one did not fit. So she was constantly having to get a bigger locker. 
Um, so just something to so be aware annoying. of. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. annoying. And, and the then, lounge fly fits, but you have to squish it a little bit. So yeah. like with a size clearly gets in there. But if you're worried about squishing your lounge fly, just FYI, bring a different bag to Universal. Yeah. I, I don't personally own any lounge flies because I feel like they're too stiff and I need something that has a little bit more flexibility. So I don't I don't use a lounge fly, but mine is mine's a Kipling and I absolutely love it. It is my perfect park bag because it has space for everything and it even has a closure on it that I can hook my ears onto and secure them in a way that they won't come off. So at some point I should oh, wow. pro- probably do an Instagram post about it or something because like I've been using it for maybe two years now and I have no plans to ever get another park bag until this one dies because it's so good. Um, the other thing I wanted to note about the lockers is I remember there was there was a set of lockers that was outside of one of the rides in Islands of Adventure, I believe, that at one point I had been there with Charles and Alex and we went to go put our stuff in the locker and it was a normal size locker and we were forced to pay for it. And what I learned from that was that the lockers that are outside of the rides where you you have to put your stuff in a locker, where you're not allowed to get on the ride with your bag, the smaller lockers are free for you to use. But we got so used to walking up to rides and putting our stuff in lockers that when we saw lockers next to some other ride, we automatically went and put our stuff in it. And we were like, why do we have to pay for it? And then we realized when we got up to this particular ride, it was not required to put your bag in a locker for that ride. And that's why you had to pay for it because it was totally optional. So the bag uh, lockers are free if it is required. It gets confusing. It does. Mm -hmm. It gets confusing because it's like, why would I have to put it in for men in black? You know what I mean? But you have to. But then you get to a ride and you're like, it's just, I don't know. I know. There are some rides where you're like, I just don't get it. Like what, what is the purpose of this? And then you spend the whole day trying to remember where did I put my stuff and, you know, that kind of thing. And it's just kind of annoying. Uh, That being said, when you're over at Disney, I really love the way they've done the lockers for Tron. Yeah. Lockers for Tron are amazing. They did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect scenario for lockers there. All right. Let's let's wrap up the Universal talk so that we can get into to Disney. What else um, did you have going on that day? And this was the day that you were transferring over to Disney. So what time did you end up heading out to move over to the magic side of Orlando? <laughs> um, we ended up getting lunch at the NBC Sports Bar that's right mm-hmm. in Universal. I wouldn't recommend. It was okay. kind of a waste of money. All right. Um, <laughs> They went back in the park. They wanted to do a couple of rides since they had kind of cut their first day short. We went back to the resort and we headed to – the kids were done um, at 3 p.m. We headed back Mm -hmm. to Wilderness Lodge. We we had had enough. We were ready for Disney. So Yeah. Yep. I know that feeling where you're like, okay, all right, let's get to it. Let's get where I – let's get home, really. And Wilderness Lodge is one of your homes because you have DVC. And I remember Copper Creek is one of your home resorts. Where are your other home resorts? I can't remember. Riviera, Animal Kingdom Lodge, and Grand Floridian. Okay. Yeah. You you all have... Four home resorts. Hashtag goals. <laughs> we do. We, we, they're smaller contracts, in fairness, you know, because we wanted to split it up because we use, mm-hmm. you know, a different we different years for different trips. So Yeah. Um, 
a point of technicality I want to ask that probably will bore anybody who doesn't know anything about DVC. But when you got these smaller contracts at different home resorts, did you align your use year so that you would be dealing with one use year or do they all have different use years? No, they have different use years and I love it that way. Really? So okay. I do. So my prop I two of our resorts which we bought direct were Copper Creek and Riviera. They have the same use year because that's what they do. Okay. Um, but we bought resale and we picked different use years and we didn't do it purposefully. We just did it because it was a good deal and we're like, yeah, we can I can deal with it. Mm-hmm. I now three, four, five years into using it mm-hmm. total. I love it I because we use them separately. We don't ever combine – like I never take Animal Kingdom points and use them somewhere else. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So I, even if I use them at a different hotel, I use all those points together. So I'll like bank and borrow and mm-hmm. use those points independently. I've never combined points for multiple contracts. Okay. So All right. And it makes your dashboard look cleaner. Like your DVC <laughs> dashboards a lot because when they're combined, they're all in one contract and then you have to open up the contract and see them individually. Whereas if they have different use years, they're separate. Okay. All right. Good to know. I, I have goals of adding on to our, our contract, but that'll be a while yet before I can convince Charles to buy another one. <laughs> um, all right. So dinner plans, and we talked about this on the pre-trip, were to go to Chef Mickey's. And you were going to take the boat over to the Contemporary. And, and we talked about why you had made that decision. And really, it came down to a place to meet the main characters all at one time. Because Sully didn't want to wait in line to meet characters because he's met them a bazillion times. But Sarah needs yeah. to meet them because she's new. So how was right. the Chef Mickey's meal? It was it, – it's, it's so chaotic. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Oh, my God. I mean, it is such a bizarre variety of food. I'm not putting Chef Mickey's down. If you love it, that's amazing for you. Mm -hmm. But, like, what a bizarre mix of food. Like, you have, like, a carving station with turkey next to, like, I don't know, some Pan-Asian flair next to barbecue (laughs) next to – it is, like (laughs) – it's Mm -hmm. just a mix of everything. It's so funny. And it's 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 a lot going on. It's a fun restaurant. If you have kids mm-hmm. and they're okay with you know loud restaurants and you mm-hmm. know all that, go for it. If you've never done it, go for it. But I I, I kind of even even both like Sully and Sarah were like, all right, this is like crazy in here. <laughs> so. Yeah, but they had fun. They met all the characters. She got the pictures. So. Mm-hmm. All right. And who who is her favorite? Did she gravitate towards one of them? I don't think so. Um, she seemed to she liked Mickey. She liked um she liked Donald. Donald's always fun, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I was yeah. trying to convince her. I'm like, tell Donald he's number one, but I don't know if she <laughs> got it. Um so they're fun. They're they're fun characters to meet. So mm-hmm. it worked out perfectly because I think I don't know if she's really a character gal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then she kind of, I mean, she thought it was fun, but I don't know if she's the type that would wait in 30, 40 minute lines to meet characters. Right. So. Okay. In terms of getting over to the contemporary on the boat that goes back and forth between Wilderness Lodge and the contemporary, did you notice that there was any kind of uh, significant weight for that boat on either end of your journey? No, just to note though, when you go to, from Wilderness Lodge, you go to the fort first, 
and then you go to the contemporary, okay. and then it goes from the contemporary to Wilderness Lodge. So it goes in that kind of triangle. It's running in a loop. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's definitely, definitely good to know. All right. Monday, January 8th, was a Magic Kingdom day so that Sarah could see the castle for the very first time. And I was wondering whether you would see tears. You thought you thought you would. Were there tears? Yes. She was very excited. Um oh. You know, we woke up. I woke up this morning, got a Tron Lightning Lane. I tried to get virtual queue. Wasn't available. It's the first time I've ever had trouble getting virtual queue since, you know, the beginning days. Yeah. Um. So I just bought the Lightning Lane and then we, I was stacking Lightning Lanes and we didn't even get over there till about 1030. So, oh, wow. Okay. So we went over there. She she went in. She saw the castle. She loved the castle. She wanted She wanted ears. So she mm-hmm. got herself some ears. Um, uh, which ones did you pick? I think they're Bayamax ears, but they're the – what are those, Munchling ones? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So she she cute. likes that movie. So mm-hmm. she got those. Um, and, yeah, she just – we just kind of walked down Main Street. We enjoyed that. It was kind of nice not having to, like, rush and – you know, we I had some lightning lanes stacked up. We just kind of enjoyed Main Street. We took our time. When you go in that time, Main Street isn't packed like it can be, you know, mm-hmm. earlier. So yeah. it was nice. What time was your individual lightning lane for? Did you book it for for later in the day? Yeah, I did 155 to 255 for Tron. So then, okay. you know, the first lightning lane I got was space, but then I had to modify it to push it out. I was trying to get us – all in Tomorrowland, pretty mm-hmm. much, you know, back to back. So like Buzz, Space, mm-hmm. um, Tron, and then, you know, you can just ride People Mover. Right, um, right. I, I ended up getting a Haunted Mansion lightning lane right as we were walking in. I think it was kind of one of the ones that lined up. So we just rode that first and then we kind of headed, we went back across the hub and headed into Tomorrowland. And that was fun that we rode all the rides. We took her on People Mover. What did she think about <laughs> like, People Mover? She thought it was she thought it was exciting. Like she said, she my son kept telling her it was the best ride in Magic Kingdom. I uh-huh. mean, he, he likes the ride, but he was trying to like he didn't he was trying to hype her up, you know, and say mm-hmm. like, "Oh, this is you better be careful. It's going to loop around." And then when she got in and saw there's no lap bar, she's like, "Okay, what ride is this? I don't understand." <laughs> So he kept doing that to her. So she had no idea what to expect. No idea what to expect. I mean, to be so. fair, it, it might be the best ride in Magic Kingdom. I love it. It's a must <laughs> ride for me. <laughs> it is It is for us, too. We were like, this is a real banger. Like, you know, like get used to this when we got to ride this ride. So she enjoyed it, though. It has such rewritability because, you know, you ride it during the day. You can see that maybe the stage show going on. You ride it at night while the fireworks are going off. Like, you can ride it and totally zone out because you need a break. Like, it, there's so many ways to enjoy the People Mover. So there is People Mover forever. Such a good ride. <laughs> Such a good ride. And then Buzz is fun. Like, you know, he got her into the whole, you know, you've got like he was teaching her how to shoot. But then he was the one controlling the car, which is like some weird conspiracy theory he has with my husband. Uh So it's impossible for the other person to get any good score. I I think maybe I told you this on our last when we spoke uh, in September. But my family, we have just agreed now that when we do Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, we divide up into three separate cars. Like we each walk up and say, 
single rider because that is the move (laughs) we are so sick of each other turning the car and not facing the direction that we want to face personally and so we're like no we're not doing this anymore we're just we're all riding single rider so (laughs) that is 100% the move if you're a competitive family you need to do that because it is Mm -hmm. not fair if you're not the spinner (laughs) right and as a family of three like normally you'd be taking up two cars anyway so you're only adding one car into people's weight to get onto the ride. So it's not like you're like it's such a fast loader. I, I yeah. you're talking about milliseconds. So I yeah. don't think I'd I worry I, about it I too have much. no guilt about this. I just I'm like I got to do it cuz we're all aiming for Galactic Hero and I need I need a fair shot. I need to at least think that I've I've given it my all, which I can't do if someone else is controlling the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Brian got Galactic Hero again this time. So he's oh a jerk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So did he go up and get his sticker? He did not because he's like, I got it last time and I was trying to talk him into it, but he wouldn't get Mm -hmm. it. So it was kind of busy in there. Yeah. I saw a tip from somebody recently where they took their Galactic Hero sticker and they went to the uh, the front and got one of the I'm celebrating buttons and they put the sticker on the I'm celebrating button so they could just keep it. Oh, that's a good idea. I was like, why have I never thought of that? I know. That's a good idea. That's such a fun thing. All right. What else did you get into in the Magic Kingdom? We rode Tron, and I, I honestly think that's the last time I'm going to ride that ride. Yeah, I I don't know what – I. it bothers me for some reason, and I can ride Velocicoaster. I have no problems on Velocicoaster. For whatever reason, that one makes me feel strange. Do you think it's the bending over part of it? Well, that's what I thought. And then so this time I rode the back car. I waited for the back car and it Uh just was the same thing. So I don't know if it's the launch, but, you know, I can do launch rides too. So I'm just like, eh, it's not worth, especially to buy an individual lightning lane. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just not my ride, I guess. Anything else in Magic Kingdom? That's all we did. Um, Sally and Sarah went to Mermaid. And we went back to Wilderness Lodge um, and just kind of took a nap. I mean, I wouldn't say it was a nap. We just kind of rested for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we were – our plan that night was Epcot because it's extra – it was extra hours that night. Okay. Um, before we move on to Epcot, um, what do you think was Sarah's favorite part of that first day? Uh, she she really liked Tron. She thought that was a great ride. Um, she thought that was fun, and she liked the mermaid. She loved. She kind of got a glimpse of Fantasyland. She kind of went on the back side of it. She hadn't really ridden any of the rides yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which I think was good because it, I think it can be overwhelming. But she she lo- she just loved the Magic Kingdom. I think she just likes. Yeah. She loved Disney. She loved the Magic Kingdom. She thought mm-hmm. it was fun. Um, but I would say Tron was probably the ride she enjoyed the most. Okay. I didn't hear you say that you made it over to like Pirates or Big Thunder. Did you? Not this day. No. Okay. All right. All right. So after your rest over to Epcot for the deluxe after hours, what time do you think you arrived approximately? Oh, we actually went the back way. So Brian and I decided to take the bus to Hollywood Studios because we were going to get a drink at Hurricane Hannah's. (laughs) So, okay. (laughs) 
So we took the bus to Hollywood Studios and walked to Hurricane Hannah's, which is just the pool bar at Beach Club. We like we uh-huh. love it there. We 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 visit that pretty regularly. So mm-hmm. um, we got two drinks, and they went straight to Epcot. Um, and we met in Epcot around seven thirty. I think okay. they ended up arriving at Epcot. Okay. All right. What was the first thing that you did in Epcot? And I I imagine that you explained to Sarah what Epcot was going to be like, but I mean, it does sound weird when you explain it to somebody like it's, it's edutainment. And uh, I I don't know what somebody might think about that. Most people just hear about the drinking around the world part, but how did she enjoy Epcot and all its future world construction walls down glory? Oh, well, first and foremost, my son in his infinite glory told her that Figment is the best ride ever. And he's saying that as a joke. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And my husband really likes the Figment ride. So it was this inside joke where she was like, I've got to ride this Figment ride. I don't understand. It's got to be a good ride. (laughs) Uh (laughs) The poor girl rode Figment. (laughs) And that was the first ride she rode at Epcot. So, you know. So is Um, is she a, a Figment? Is she a Figment fan? I think she likes Figment because she knows my son doesn't like it. And I think it's like a joke between them. So she kept making him ride Figment from here on out every time they were at Epcot. So <laughs> I don't know. She she did enjoy it. She thought it was cute. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how much she actually really liked it. but mm-hmm. So that's the first ride he took her on. And then we went on Soarin'. Um, she had never rode Soarin' around the world. So mm-hmm. she had no indicator of anything. Um she loves Soren. She thought that was so cool. And, and then it was still Soren over California, correct? It's yeah, it's still California. Okay. And I thought they were changing it in January, but I don't know when. Yeah, I don't know when that's gonna I, I hope before I go in February. Um, but you're right. If she's never seen Soren around the world, she has nothing to compare it to. So Yep. And works. the smells are great. I mean, honestly, the smells for California are so they feel like they're more pungent. I don't know. See, I know I've I heard people say. I that experience. Really? I could barely smell anything when I wrote it. I don't know. That's that's so sad because like every time I've written. Orange. Yeah, that's sad because it's so, it was so vibrant, the smells this trip. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the ocean smell and the alpine smell and the orange smell. Like, it was mm-hmm. so vibrant. It was almost overpowering. Huh. I wonder, you, you know, the, the, I don't even know what they call the smell machines. <laughs> I'm just going to call them the smell <laughs> machines. But I know that they have to refill them from time to time. So perhaps I wrote it when it was sort of at the end of its its uh, supply and they've since refilled it. I don't know. I've heard. I've heard that p- that can happen. I mean, I don't know how I how reliable that information is, but I have heard that it, it does affect it, whether they've just changed it out or not. So who knows? Yeah. What was next? Um, that point, um, my son ended up going to Connections because he was hungry and he wanted to get food before they closed. And we went, Sarah and I and Brian went to World Showcase to kind of watch the fireworks. We had we didn't have a great spot. Um, they were fine, you know. Um, so they were good. The I think we had a great spot. Yeah, Luminous, Luminous. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. So you, you say they were fine. Do you mean the show as a whole or the music or the firework part of it kind of the show as a whole so okay harmonious 
I I thought the music was phenomenal. The barges mm-hmm. were the only thing that bothered me. There's a big barge in the middle of this one, and the music wasn't that great. So it's like would you tra- you traded out a circle barge for another barge. I don't know. And everybody seemed to like Harmonious. I don't think I realized there was a barge for Luminous. I, I didn't either until I'm looking at it. And I'm like, that barge is just as obtrusive. I mean, maybe not because the other one was a big circle that was going up. This one uh-huh. does kind of stay low, but it's still right in the middle. Huh. Okay. Interesting. So, All right. Well, I don't know. I'm looking forward to eventually seeing it. I am avoiding watching a video of it because I would like to experience it in person. So every time I'm watching like a YouTube video of somebody who's in the parks, they get to that point. I start furiously fast forwarding <laughs> if they get to a luminous showing, which happened to me the other day on the elliptical. And it's really hard to like hit the button enough times to fast forward while you're trying to elliptical. So yep. You know, don't hurt yourselves out there if you're trying to do the same. (laughs) I feel like Epcot, the fireworks, it makes a big difference where you sit. I mean, just because the nature of it. And we didn't have a great spot because we had just kind of walked up and we're going to watch the overhead fireworks. So I will reserve full judgment Mm -hmm. because I, I, we didn't like prepare for it and we didn't have a great place. And we, you know, where were you located? We were kind of so kind of like between. Canada and the the middle front, but we were so mm-hmm. far back and we were kind of behind a tree. Mm. Um, it was packed. I mean, up to the water was packed. So we, it, we could really only see the overhead fireworks. So, Okay. Um, speaking of packed, we have not yet discussed what your thoughts were on the crowds that you had been seeing up to this point, because I remember that when we were specifically talking about your plans and Universal, you were hopeful that the crowds would not be too bad because of the marathon weekend and most people being over at Disney. So how were the crowds over at Universal? And then how were the crowds once you got to Disney? The crowds at Universal were... More than I expected. I mean, it's a weekend, so I did expect a a bigger crowd, but they were more than I was expected. And I'll say the crowds at Disney were insane. Mm. I I don't know what is going on. We've I've been in January now. I don't know five or six times, and I'm so amazed at the amount of people that are there in January now. Mm. It's 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 so unbelievably crowded. Hmm. for January. And it's not marathon people because the first day or so, you know, you can see the marathon people. And I ran four four Disney marathons. So, I mean, it's not the marathon people that are causing the crowds. Hmm. I wonder if word has gotten out that that was a slower time to go and therefore it is no longer a slower time to go. I think it has. I think all the old rules for Disney have changed. I really do. I think, yeah. you know, the timeframes we used to think were the good ones. I think social media and the pandemic changed that, where people really got into Disney social media and things that used to work so well, I don't, they just don't seem to work anymore. It's like we have to figure this out all over again. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, so. maybe that means that the times that we used to call the busy times will be less busy because people will be avoiding them. So maybe we'll get the opposite <laughs> effect. <laughs> Who knows? That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. All right. So, we still had a good time though. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, overall, I will say the crowds, Genie Plus, other than the big rides, was still very usable. Mm-hmm. And 
it was, I wouldn't say it was totally immediate, but it was still very usable. And if you were willing to purchase Genie Plus, then it, it's still an enjoyable time to go. So Yeah. Okay. Have you ever utilized the uh, Standby Skipper app? I have not. I almost did this time. Mm-hmm. But since we weren't really going first thing in the morning for the most part, and I'd have to be modifying them anyway, I figured, yeah. oh, I don't know if I want to try to figure it out on this trip, but I do have to try it once. Yeah. I think it's worth it, especially if you're taking like a longer trip, just because it's the same price for, I think, up to 10 days. And it counts for, I want to say, like up to 10 people in your party. So if you're taking a big trip like that, I think it might be nice because then you don't have to worry about, you know, oh, I set an alarm and I missed it to make my next reservation and that sort of thing. It does not mean that you're not in the app all the time. I mean, I think think you can use it and not be in your app all the time. The way I use it, though, is I use it as a method not to forget to book something and then I'm constantly modifying to get the perfect schedule, sort of like you with trying to group everything into Tomorrowland <laughs> yeah. at one time. Like I'm constantly yeah. shifting things and trying to make th- th- those sorts of things happen. But um, I don't get it for every trip, but the trips that I have used it on, I liked it. Tuesday, January the 9th, your plan was to go to Hollywood Studios. And I noted that you definitely wanted to do Rise of the Resistance um, for sure, but that Galaxy's Edge as a whole wasn't a huge priority and that you, in fact, have never seen a Star Wars movie. So I want to know, since we last spoke and now, (laughs) have you seen a Star Wars movie? I have not. <laughs> I have I have not. I, I in truth I haven't really had time since we last spoke. I mean it's been um, the holidays, so I get it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I, I will try. I'll try to watch it. Um Okay. <laughs> I, I've seen parts of the older ones, you know, just growing up. I had mm-hmm. four brothers, so mm-hmm. you know, but I never really sat down and watched them. I know who a few characters are, but I mm-hmm. I don't know. But we'll get around to it eventually and then maybe things will make more sense maybe they won't I've seen all the movies a lot of times and I still I think I said this in the pre-trip report sometimes it's like I'm watching a brand new movie all over again because I can never remember what's gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) all right so what was your first order of business in Hollywood Studios did you end up eating breakfast at the park or did you eat back at Wilderness Lodge how did your whole morning work? We So I woke up, got the lightning lane, got Slinky Dog for 11.25, and then mm-hmm. got an individual lightning lane for like 12.40 for individual or, or for um, Rise of the Resistance. So then I we didn't end up getting there first thing in the morning. We ended up about 10 o'clock, we headed over to Hollywood Studios. And then we made a Toy Story Mania lightning lane at that point, rode Toy Story Mania, um, kind of just walked around and then rode Slinky Dog. And then at that point, we were hungry. We ended up just kind of skipping breakfast. I mean, my mm-hmm. husband ate breakfast, but he gets up in the morning and goes to the walk up. So mm-hmm. um, we, I got the the Zucci wrap at Ronto Roasters. That is so good. I, I've had it twice oh, really? now. It's so unexpectedly good. And I'm not vegetarian. I mean – it's spicy for Disney, which surprises me. Okay. So, All right. I like spicy. Um, I'll give it a try. And they have the vodka drink. I can't remember the name of it, but it's so good. So I mobile ordered that. And Sully and Sarah went to Backlot Express to get food. 
And then um, I met up with them over there, and then they rode um, Rise of the Resistance. I didn't end up riding it because I didn't, I didn't buy a lightning lane for it because my husband's like, ah, I don't really want to ride it. I'm good. So I was like, well, I'll just hang out with him. And then Brian and I went over to Sunset Boulevard and got a cherry blossom and just sat on Sunset Boulevard and waited for them because they were just kind of running around the park. And it was so windy this day. It was the, it was the day that we had tornado warnings. Oh, okay. And it was just so windy. So we, we had planned that morning. We were like, well, we'll, we'll head over to the Riviera at some point. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't want to get stuck on the Skyliner because it, it was yeah. the windiest I've seen it there. I mean, it was trees were just bending over. So we kind of nixed the Skyliner plan. Do you know if the Skyliner actually ended up going down that day at all? It did. It did later that day, but it was running when we were there. And it didn't look crazy. Like, it didn't look like the Skyliners were being, you know, blown around or anything. But the trees were enough Mm -hmm. for me to be like, eh, I think I can skip it. Yeah. That's the last thing you want is to be stuck up in one of those cars for who knows how long. Yeah, and for yeah, I, how long? Like, how were they going to rescue you? Is is a truck going to pull up with a ladder to get you down? I don't know. I don't know how all that yeah. works. I just don't yeah, I'm good. experience it. <laughs> I'm good. You know what? I, I want to get emergency evacuated from regular rides, not from the Skyliner. <laughs> exactly. And don't get me wrong. I love the Skyliner. I'm not bagging on the Skyliner. But, like, there are times mm-hmm. I choose. I'm like, eh, I don't think so. Yeah. I got it. All right. So what was next? We left. We went back to the resort, and everybody wanted to rest. Um, I was fine. So uh, Brian collects the medallions, the, I don't know, they're like coins, and they have them kind of scattered throughout property. And so I went over to Fort Wilderness because the one they have at Fort Wilderness is right in the middle of the resort and is, have you ever been to Fort Wilderness? <laughs> Only to go to hoop de doo Review. Okay. Same before these medallions. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it is, it's such a pain in the neck if you've never stayed there to try to figure out the transportation there. Mm -hmm. And you don't really, like, I don't know where I was going. So I was trying to figure out the bus and I ended up asking somebody and they were like, oh, jump on the purple line. and Right. Because there is a bus that goes between Wilderness Lodge and uh, the, the Fort Wilderness campgrounds, right? Yep. And that actually now takes the little secret road. And mm-hmm. drops you right off in front of Pioneer Hall. So oh. if you, yeah, so it, I don't know what it used to, I don't remember, but it's not like when the bus is sharing with Fort Wilderness mm-hmm. and dropping you off out front. It's actually mm-hmm. taking this little back road and it drops you right off at Pioneer Hall. And that's actually how I got to Fort Wilderness. Um, oh, okay. That's to get a lot there. More and convenient so if you have a hoop to do mm-hmm. reservation. Okay. Good yes. So then then if it's like not that you'd have a hoop de doo reservation earlier, but the mm-hmm. boat doesn't start running till three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you would take the bus over and it's it's really easy. It's just you'd have to know Fort Wilderness. So I ended up getting them. I had I ended up walking because I just, the only reason I wasn't going to walk was because I just wasn't sure where I was going. Uh-huh. Um, but it was just kind of straight away. So I somebody told me they're like, it's just straight down this road if you just go. Um, mm-hmm. so it's like a, I think it was a mile there and back though. It wasn't, oh. it wasn't a, it wasn't just a few wow. steps. <laughs> so. Wow. Okay. Now I always say I want to stay at every Disney resort at some point, but I don't think I want to stay at Fort Wilderness unless I have a rental car. You need a golf cart. I think that's, that's the key to Fort Wilderness too, is getting that right. golf cart. 
Yes, that's true. If you had a golf cart. Yes. But if I had a rental car, I would just drive to each of the other parks. <laughs> true. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a, it's a whole system. And I'm sure once you're used to it, it's mm-hmm. super easy. It's just like anything Disney. But if you're, you know, I've been going to Disney now for years and I haven't been right. over there enough to learn it. So. Right. And there are people who are just devoted, devoted mm-hmm. to that resort. Like they go every year at the same time. They decorate their campground for Halloween or for Christmas. And, you know, it's just, it's, there's a certain group of po- people who it's just super popular with. And, um, I mean, I think we all feel that about, about certain resorts for me, it's Wilderness Lodge, but yeah, if you're not familiar, it's a complicated one. It is, but it does have a huge fan following and it, it, it does serve a certain purpose and a certain customer. Mm-hmm. So, hmm it's interesting. I went over there and then I ended up jumping on the boat from there to the contemporary and it was crazy the wind. It, I felt like I was on an ocean. So wow. <laughs> I, I live on the coast. So I, you know, I, I have experience with being on boats in the ocean. I could not believe it. It was, mm-hmm. it was just kicking up some crazy waves. So it was, it was wow. fun, um, I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, went to the contemporary. Um, just, I was going to go visit the Grand Floridian and then I ended up getting off at the Polynesian and got a Dole Whip and then the weather just was getting worse and worse. And I'm like, I better get back to the resort because mm-hmm. I don't want to be stuck, you know, trying to get back to Wilderness Lodge. And yeah. by the time I got back to Magic Kingdom, they had already closed the boat down. So it was oh, bus wow. only. Okay. And uh, we decided there we weren't going to go back to the parks that night because it was just the skies opened up and it was... It was just raining, and it wasn't the type of rain that just lasts for an hour. Mm-hmm. It was it was going to set in. So we got last-minute reservations for Whispering Canyon, mm-hmm. and that was fun. That was fun. It's been years since we've eaten there, so it was uh-huh. it was like the right amount of snark, you know, uh-huh. for for us. It was, it was it was a fun time, and we enjoyed it. And what did Sarah so think about all the antics? Oh, she loved it. She thought it was so funny. Like she ended up ordering the salmon, which uh-huh. was great, but it was like nothing that she would have got ketchup for. So uh-huh. we were kind of like, we were like, oh man, like <laughs> we wanted her to order ketchup. So, but uh-huh. then another table ordered it and she got to see the ketchup thing. Uh-huh. So it was fun. That's cool. It was fun. All right. So Wednesday, January 10th, you were heading over to Animal Kingdom, and I have in my notes that you planned to try to do early entry. So what time did you actually end up getting there? Nine. So no, we got there for like not early entry. <laughs> uh, That's okay. We That's are okay. just not we are just not early entry people anymore. Mm-hmm. I, we used to be and you know, but we did get flight of passage, individual lightning lanes for 930. Um, we got a Navi for 9.50, so we kind of stacked those two. We got there at 9, I think, got a coffee, um, went back, looked around Pandora. And I don't think – she's seen the movie, so she she at least mm-hmm. knew what some of that was. Um, she was just amazed by the whole land. She was like, this is insane. This is crazy, this mm-hmm. level of theming. like. So she enjoyed that, and she enjoyed Flight of Passage. I think that ended up being her favorite ride was Flight of Passage. In all of Disney or in Animal Kingdom? Yeah. I think in all of Disney. I think that was what she said okay. her favorite ride was. All right. So. Um, Lots of people agree with her. 
yeah, it's a it's a good ride. So it is. Um, it is. We did that. We did the Lightning Lane uh, after that for Safari. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really good Safari because it was so cool out. The animals mm-hmm. were there were animals everywhere except for the lions weren't out, but every other animal was out. We then Brian and I went to the Dawa Bar and they went to Dinosaur and Expedition Everest. Okay. And those were those lightning lanes were just immediate that day in Animal Kingdom, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. How long were the waits that day? No, so the safari had like a seventy-five minute wait. Oh, which okay. I feel like it's pretty long for the safari. Oh, that is, and Genie Plus, well worth it in that case, in my opinion. Yeah, Expedition Everest. I don't remember because I didn't actually even go over there, but um, I think it was like thirty to forty-five minutes. Um, mm-hmm. So he ended up just grabbing a lightning lane. He got really good at using Genie Plus. Um, after this day, he started doing it himself in the morning, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so he just kept he just kept like stacking them up. So yeah, he did yeah. that, and uh, we decided to head out. I they stayed and watched the Nemo show mm-hmm. um, over there. Uh, they weren't real fans of that. So oh no, okay. My son loves the Animal Kingdom show. Um, he hasn't you seen mean the, Nemo. The since. Lion King. Show? The Lion King. Yeah, did I say Animal oh. Kingdom? I meant yeah. <laughs> I meant the festival, The Lion King. Uh-huh. He loves that show and he uh-huh. hasn't seen Nemo since he was probably four. Okay. Um, I, he's I not love a huge fan of that one, I guess. I love the the Finding Nemo show. And I would say I like it better than the Lion King show, but then at the same time, like I love musical theater. And so it's like a twenty minute little condensed Broadway show to me. So I guess that's why I like it so much. I like it too. I think more people like The Lion King than Finding Nemo. It's it's never a challenge to get a seat at Finding Nemo. It can be a challenge to find a seat at The Lion King. So mm-hmm. anyway. All right. Anything else in Animal Kingdom? Because they closed early. 6 p.m. I think was the closing yeah. time. Yeah. So we were out of there by like 2 um, okay. They decided to stay at the resort. I actually ended up going to Epcot by myself. Um, oh, so what did you get up to at Epcot? I got a went to a World Showcase. I got a pretzel and a grapefruit beer from Summerfest. Um, I've never had a grapefruit beer, which is strange. Um, so I don't care for beer, and that's the only beer that I've had that I kind of like. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I like beer in general. I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of it. It's not my drink of choice, but I will. But I was like, everybody talks about this grapefruit beer. I've heard about it for mm-hmm. years. How have I not had yeah. this? Um, but it was good. I enjoyed it. And then um, walked to France and got the seasonal macaron. Um, I think it was like raspberry and vanilla. It was good. Mm. Okay. The regular then, macaron or the ice cream version? The ice cream version. Oh, yeah, okay. I should have said that. Okay. No, I was just just wanted to make sure because I didn't know if they had a seasonal regular macaron. I know that they have it for the ice cream because I had that during the holidays. So it was like peppermint flavored. Yeah, it was good. So I enjoyed that. Um, we were going to, it was Wednesday night. It was after hours for Magic Kingdom. And I, I stacked lightning lanes from there on for later at Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I headed out um, to meet them at Magic Kingdom. And arrived there around five fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian and I got there first. They were still at the resort. I we for dinner we had cheeseburger spring rolls. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it was pretty good. 
Is Sarah a fan of cheeseburger spring rolls? She is. She said they were okay. very good. good very good. 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 Um, we advised her not to get the pepperoni ones, um, but she ended up not getting them, but she thought about it. <laughs> okay, so good. I'm glad she took your advice. <laughs> What else? Oh, it was so busy at Magic Kingdom this night. This night, we were looking at wait times. I am not kidding you. Haunted Mansion was 75 minutes. Wow. For for Haunted Mansion. Thunder Mountain was like 65 minutes. And so I I was glad I had stacked a bunch of lightning lanes. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was kind of – I stacked them after – fireworks so we wanted to watch mm-hmm. the fireworks um we ended up the train stations open now to watch yes. fireworks from so oh, i didn't oh, know that the actual station okay yeah you if, can go upstairs if, if again you said that in my mind it was like oh you can ride the train again but yeah, yeah no for so long they were they had the vips only up there they had mm-hmm. it roped off and they had it open this night so that was fun we ran up there um last minute seats we didn't have a full-on view of the castle because, again, we literally ran up as the show was starting. Uh-huh. But, it, but there it was, was a good show for you at that point. So yes, that's, like that's... we still had a partial view of the castle at that point. Okay, so, so I guess a lot of people don't know that yet. So let's let's keep it a, a little secret amongst all of us <laughs> here listening to the podcast. <laughs> yes. Don't it, tell your friends. It's, it's one of my favorite places, so yeah. Hopefully, it'll okay. it'll remain that way. Um, so we watched the fireworks, and then of course we had to be salmon and swim upstream, right? Because we were going back mm-hmm. into the park, and that's just the worst idea ever. I mean, I don't know why did we did. Like, I wanted to watch the fireworks. We tried, and they stopped you. So we cut through the store, and you get all the way to Casey's, and then they reroute you back out, and you have to go back around. They would not let you oh. cut through Casey's at the very end, which is just hmm. crazy. Yeah. And it was bad. It was it was really bad. So unless you just really, really want to see those fireworks. And if it was just us, I wouldn't have done it. But since she hadn't really seen them yet, I was mm-hmm. like, she's got to see the castle. She has to see the projections or at least partially. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that was no fun. But we ended up making it over to Thunder Mountain was our first lightning lane. Mm-hmm. And the the weight. Okay, so remember the trick of you used to ride the rides after the fireworks. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't yes. work anymore. <laughs> Seventy five minutes for Thunder Mountain. It sounds 75. like every single rule we've ever known is just out the window. It is. It's in the line for Thunder Mountain was so long that the actual standby line went all the way back into the old Splash Mountain area. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm so happy that you had the lightning lane stacked so that you could avoid some of this. Yep. So it worked out. So stack your lightning lanes for after fireworks. Don't think you don't need them because you do. Um, Mm -hmm. We rode that. We rode pirates. um, And that that was the line was all the way outside for pirates after fireworks. Crazy. Jungle Cruise at that point, of course, because my son is 20. He needs to eat every couple hours. <laughs> I'm like, you don't eat right now. You don't eat right now. <laughs> but she she rolls her eyes. <laughs> oh, God. So he decided to stop in the middle of everything and get something to eat. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, I was able to get the virtual queue for Tron. Mm-hmm. Um, they rode that. I did not ride that. I was not going to do that again. And okay. then we rode Buzz. 
Uh, we just, after an hour into after hours, everything is just a complete walk on, but you have to, we had to give it that full hour for everything to just kind of flush mm-hmm. out because I think it yeah. was so busy. That night. Yeah. And I also, I wonder if the people who are not staying for the after hours are doing the jump in line right before park closure so that they get to stay in line. Maybe that's part of it. I think, I don't know. I think that is a big part of, you know, you have two hours for after hours, which is great, but they're jumping in line at 9.59, you know, so it's, it's affecting the line for about 45 minutes to an hour on busy days like this. So, but it was fun. We haven't done a, a full after hours in a long time. Um, so we just jumped, you know, we rode Peter Pan. We haven't ridden Peter Pan in a, without a lightning lane in forever. And mm-hmm. I don't even remember the last time we even rode it with a lightning lane. So that was fun. We rode Haunted Mansion again because why not? And um, we headed back to the resort just right before midnight. So it was fun. Nice long day. Lots, lots of park time for you specifically. Three parks. Yeah. I. <laughs> I was surprised I was able to hang, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Have you ever done a four-park challenge? We did. Uh, it's been years. Actually, I feel like I I did it a couple of trips ago by myself. Um, uh-huh. But I we did it as a family maybe 10 years ago. And that was so fun because we had rules. You know, you do like yeah. so many rides and so many of this. Uh-huh. So yeah. it's fun. Never done it myself, but one of these days. Really? Yeah, especially now that I'm surprised because you seem like a challenger, you know, (laughs) I, I think I am. But I also, you know, I I don't know, just the stars have not aligned for it. And I I would I think Alex would get on board for sure, because he's he's definitely somebody who likes a challenge and would be really into like setting up our rules for it and everything. (laughs) I think Charles would be like, that sounds exhausting. (laughs) I don't want to do it. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I keep saying at some point, if we can find a good price on just like a weekend ticket at some point, because we have our APs that maybe I would just grab Alex and take him down for like 24 hours or something. Um, And if we did that, like, especially if we just did a mother son trip for one day only, I think that would be the circumstance in which we might try to do four park challenge. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be – I think that was some, some of my best memories with my son is, um, you know, running around the parks with him by myself, you know, just for a few hours. We didn't do like a whole day, so that would be really yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. My husband's like your husband though. He's like, that's exhausting. I don't need to do that. Yeah, yeah. No, Charles's idea of – I mean, he likes riding different rides. Like Peter Pan's his favorite and he likes to, to – hit things that he hasn't hit in a while he loves people mover that sort of thing Mm -hmm. but also at the end of the day like he really just likes sitting and absorbing the atmosphere and people watching specifically in hollywood studios so i can very much see if the three of us were together that alex and i would be off running around like chickens with our heads cut off doing a four-part challenge and charles would be like i'm gonna be sitting on my bench in hollywood studios listening to the music and watching people and just chilling so yep hey you know whatever makes them happy (laughs) (laughs) thursday january the 11th was another epcot day 
And I'm guessing that because you have not made it over to Rivera for a cocktail at this point in the trip yet, you probably did so on this day. Fun fact, we didn't make it over this trip, but Sully and Sarah went. So, oh, really? And okay. he, he had never been over there. He had never been to the Riviera. He had never even been on the Skyliner, which is insane to me. <gasps> How? But How has he avoided he had, that? <laughs> because he when he goes with us, we never stay at a Skyliner resort. So okay. he stayed at like the Grand. He stayed at the Boardwalk, like even though the Boardwalk is, but he never needed the Skyliner because he would just walk to either. Right. One, and it was – it's so funny. I was like, how have you never ridden the Skyliner? Because even uh-huh. if he was there with us, we would go over and he'd say, oh, no, I'm just going to go do whatever, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so oh, my goodness. He, All right. He went So what do you there. think of it? He loved it. He thought it was – he was like, it's so awesome. It's not his favorite because – my son loves Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's just mm-hmm. something about the animals, and he just has like a re- a very strong attachment to that resort. Mm-hmm. So he said, Animal Kingdom's still my favorite. And um, his second favorite, I think he said it's Boardwalk, which amazes me. But mm-hmm. he likes okay. the Grand, and then he likes Riviera. So he likes it, okay. but it's kind of down on the list. Maybe he would feel different if he – tried some of the restaurant options there because I think that's one of the best things that Riviera has are those restaurant and cafe options. Even the quick service there is Mm -hmm. great. Even the pool bar is great. Yep. And I think, I mean, we love the Riviera, but I feel like it's definitely kind of an acquired taste too. Like you Mm. stay there and you're like, oh, this is great. And it gets like better every time you go, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. All right, so let's talk about your Epcot day. This was your your last um, your last full Disney Park day. Yes, it okay. ended up not being, but we ended up oh, okay. <laughs> so um, we went to Epcot, and it was great. It was empty because it was the day before the Festival of the Arts, so nobody was there. Which ah, it was the first okay. time we had seen like an empty park. And when I say empty, I just mean like not crazy busy. Mm-hmm. Um. So it was enjoyable. I think we got the – we split the fish and chips. We went to France, um, got like a dessert there, mm-hmm. um, walked around World Showcase, you know, walked through the shops. Sully and Sarah ended up going to Hollywood Studios because they didn't get on Tower of Terror the day that we were there. Oh, and that is his favorite ride his favorite in ride. Hollywood yep. Studios. Okay. All right. Yeah, so there was something wrong with it, and then he got a lightning lane, and then the lightning lane was too late. So he wanted to make sure they did Tower Terror. So they went over there first, and then ended up taking the Skyliner, went to the Riviera, and then came to Epcot later. Okay. Well, um, what that did day. Sarah think of Tower of Terror? She liked it. It was not her favorite, though, because he kept telling her it was just a touring ride. Like they weren't, he didn't, he didn't tell her it was a drop ride. So she she got into the thing oh. and she's going through the elevator and she's like, is this is this what it does? And he goes, yeah, it's just, it's just a super easy ride. And then you know how they load you in? She had no mm-hmm. idea what was going on. Like I can't even imagine going to Disney World and having like absolutely no idea and then having uh-huh. a complete jerk like my son that will lie to you. <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So – yeah, I mean, he was doing it to be funny. I mean, I'm just saying, 
and she thought it was funny after. She's like, you wouldn't believe how surprised I was. She says, I had no idea, none, mm-hmm. that this, mm-hmm. this thing was going to drop like it did. And then it just mm-hmm. kept going. <laughs> so <laughs> That reminds me of when we went to Universal and I rode the mummy for the first time and somehow did not notice that the signs were saying that it was going to be a roller coaster. I didn't know it was a roller coaster. So we're going through, we're seeing, you know, skulls talking, whatever happens in that, you know, beginning part of the ride. And when it took off, the look on my face, had you been able to see it, was just shock and horror. And I was with a five-year-old Alex and (laughs) we were just like, oh God. (laughs) So, yeah. I mean- it's At the so end of the day, funny. It was funny. And I, I laughed because it was like there were all those warning signs. Like, how did I how did I miss them? I don't know. She didn't see the things dropping or hear the people screaming. I, I don't know if she just didn't notice or didn't think, you know, I don't know. Uh-huh. But he I don't know why she even believed him at this point because he had already done this to her on many rides. So Uh I don't know. I just, it's just, it's crazy to me, but she, she liked it, but it wasn't, it wasn't her favorite. So Hmm. what, uh, what happened once they met up with you? Um, we just walked around World Showcase. She thought she didn't even know about World Showcase. Like we had kind of, I think when you explain it to people and then they actually see it, I, I think it's two very different things. You know, I don't think they understand that you're, you know, you can go in and you can go shopping and you can get, you can get food and you can try snacks and it's Mm -hmm. this whole like immersive, you know, you get out of it what you, what you want to get out of it. So she, she thought it was so cool. She actually did Mm -hmm. really enjoy it. She enjoyed it so much that she, um, cause we had got her for Christmas, the four day park hopper, Mm -hmm. um, but she enjoyed it so much that she wanted – she ended up upgrading her ticket so that they could go back to World Showcase on Friday morning before our flight. Oh, nice. All right. Did she have a favorite country? Um, I think she liked Japan. I, they both mm-hmm. like Japan. They love Mitsukoshi and mm-hmm. um, they love all that kind of anime and they're into mm-hmm. all that. So Yeah. Yeah, that's Alex's favorite too. All right. So how late did you end up staying in Epcot on this day? We left around 7. They ended up taking the monorail over to Magic Kingdom and rode some more rides later mm-hmm. that night. I don't. I didn't even ask what they rode. I, I know they rode Mermaid and I know they rode some more Fantasy Land rides. Mm-hmm. Um, so they enjoyed that. They were out till whenever Magic Kingdom closed, I think 11 that night. Mm. So Okay. All right, Friday, January the 12th. It's departure yep. day. And first, you had an Ohana breakfast reservation because she was a Stitch fan, Sarah. Yes. Um, did you keep that reservation? We did. We did. We weren't going to. And then she was like, mm-hmm. I really want to see Stitch. And my son was trying to talk her out of it, I think. So, <laughs> um, so how was that breakfast? It was it was it was really good. I think the the key is, is if you have kids and you're doing a character breakfast, go for the family style ones. They're so much yeah. easier than the up and yeah. down of the buffet. Right. Um, yeah. And the food's breakfast food. So if you're if if you're used to Disney breakfast food, I feel like it's very on par with other Disney breakfast foods. Um mm-hmm. and it's enjoyable. I mean, it's definitely not something I would do every trip because it's it's unusually expensive for breakfast food but well, it was fun because of the characters 
And you get yeah. to see Lilo and Stitch together. Lilo right? and Stitch, Mickey and Pluto. So Okay. All right. I always forget that Mickey is there because I get so distracted by the fact that Stitch is there. And so I try to avoid it. <laughs> so it, it was fine. It was cute. They don't, I mean, it's, they don't do the, ba- they did the parade, but not with the kids like they used to. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's okay. a cute breakfast. Um, mm-hmm. We had fun. We had fun. Did you share with her when you were at the Polynesian or when you were at the Contemporary, you know, the historical things that everybody always talks about, like the Beatles breaking up there and I the did. Richard Nixon speech. Okay. All right. <laughs> I did. I show I showed her the ballroom when we went to the contemporary. I'm like, okay, so in these ballrooms is where he made the I'm not I'm not a crook speech. And she says, That's so random. And she's kind of yeah. right. Like, why yeah. why was that in Florida? Like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it is. And then I told her about the John Lennon story and uh-huh. at the Polynesian. So yeah, we shared it. She, I think, um, she loved the contemporary. Like she thought that was mm-hmm. just so cool. Like how the monorail goes through it and it's kind of that kind of design. Mm-hmm. And then I showed her the Mary Blair mural mm-hmm. and I talked to her about Mary Blair and, and all that stuff. And she was, she was really interested in that. She loved the contemporary. She wasn't a huge fan of the poly. We're, we're not huge fans of the poly. Oh, okay. All right. So it's, it's, it's nice. It's just so busy in the lobby really is what it comes down to. It is. And, and it's also one of those resorts that is deluxe, but has a lot of buildings. So if you're staying there, you don't have easy access to that main building without going outside. Correct. That being said, it's it's my second favorite resort after Wilderness Lodge. Is it? Yeah. I just like the vibe and I like I love the way it smells. I love the access to the amazing Kona coffee. Mm-hmm. And there's just something about it. It's just a vibe. So I don't know. It is. Just and the access heart. to the TTC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The access to that TTC and the monorail is is definitely a leg up. Yeah, yeah. I from agree. the Monorail Resorts. Yep. And Captain Cook's quick service is yep. one of my Very favorite good. quick services on property. So good. So good. Very good. Yep. All right. What time did you wrap up breakfast? Um, It was about 9.30. It was pretty okay. quick. It wasn't a long breakfast. They they cycled you through pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, They ended up going straight to Epcot. Um. And we went back to the resort to kind of, they had brought their bags down to our room. So we went back to the resort and we got bell services and did a, did that whole handoff thing. And then we decided we were going to meet them at Epcot. Um, the bus situation at Wilderness Lodge this time was good, except for, for whatever reason, Epcot. Every time Epcot was just a problem. Mm. So, just in terms of how long you had to wait for it? Yes, and then it shares with the contemporary. So, you know, when you share their bus, I, I'm not again. I love, but I don't have a problem with buses. I really don't. And when you have a exclusively bus resort, mm-hmm. I think they pump more buses into it. So, like while Animal Kingdom is buses only, you're only sharing a bus with Kadani and Jumbo. So it's you're mm-hmm. right there. It doesn't feel like mm-hmm. a long ride. And I feel like when you're at Animal Kingdom, since it is bus only, they're just like throwing buses out there. Mm-hmm. And when you're at a resort like a Skyliner resort, I mean, if you for whatever reason can't take the Skyliner, everything gets thrown off. 
You know what I mean? Like, and then the buses get thrown off and it becomes kind of an issue. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I love the Skyliner Resorts. I love the Monorail Resorts. I love Wilderness Lodge with the boat. But that Epcot bus at Wilderness Lodge was just strange. So mm. we ended up taking a, taking the Hollywood Studios bus because uh-huh. we were just going to jump on the Skyliner just because we didn't really care. Uh-huh. Um and then we ended up getting off at the Contemporary and took the monorail. So we took the real long way around Epcot. We would have been way better off just waiting for the bus, but yeah, whatever. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder. So. I would say maybe it's the time of day, but it doesn't sound like you were like that far into the middle of the day to be doing that. I mean, well, you packed up your stuff, so maybe maybe it was middle of the day. It was. I mean, that part of it was, and I mean, maybe that's a the key is this trip we weren't really doing super early mm-hmm. um, mornings. And I will say, like, every time we were out at that bus stop, the Animal Kingdom buses, the Fort Wilderness buses, and the Magic Kingdom buses were just coming. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I felt like every five minutes there was a new bus. So I can't yeah. say it wasn't all bus service. It was just for whatever reason. I don't know what it was with Epcot. I don't know if it was because it was sharing a bus and it would go to the other resort first and maybe it would get full, you know? So, yeah. I, don't, I mean, there could be so many different – things to it. I was just, it's just tough at Wilderness Lodge because when you share at Animal Kingdom and you share at Grand Floridian, you're right there with the Poly. So it's like you pull into the Poly and then you pull straight into the Grand Floridian. But when you share with the Wilderness Lodge, you're kind of set off, you're kind of off the beaten path. So you have to, Mm -hmm. it feels like you're really traveling to share a bus with another resort. Right. Yeah. It feels like you've begun your journey and then before you know it, you're you're sitting in front of another resort instead of where you intended yeah. to go. Yeah. yeah so, hmm. All right. So Epcot, what did you do at Epcot? Well, this was the first day of Festival of the Arts, so it was crazy there. Mm, um, all the rides were wide open. Like my son and Sarah had no problem getting on rides. No one was riding rides that day. <laughs> mm. Yeah, they did like Nemo and Turtle Talk and Test Track was down because it was raining. Um, They Mm -hmm. did Figment again. They did Soarin'. I mean, there was a wait for Figment because it was Festival of the Arts, but Mm -hmm. um, they did did all the rides and then they walked around the country. So they had a good time. We actually didn't even see them because we just, we went straight in and went through Mexico and Mm -hmm. ended up and we kind of were just walking around looking at the booths. Um, there was lines for a lot of – to get signatures from artists, mm-hmm. um, which was cool. We I love Festival of the Arts. We didn't plan on being here this day. Um, so we just kind of enjoyed walking around. Um, the only thing we tried for food was the duck in America. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't eat it. The smell kind of turned me off. Um, but my husband said it was excellent. Okay. Um, And then by the time we got everything done, it was basically time to get back and get ready to go to the airport. So, And how were the crowds at MCO for your departure? Non-existent. I have never seen MCO so empty in my life. I don't know if it was the time of day. I don't know what what luck we had because she didn't have Uh pre-check. So I was worried, you know. Uh her going through the the line for not pre-check was shorter than the pre-check line which I know people say that but here's the thing pre-check you don't have to take anything out of your bag so I don't care if uh-huh. the line's slightly longer it's so much easier uh-huh um, yeah because I went through the regular line with her in Boston when we were mm-hmm. flying out and it had been so long you know they used to have signs that would say hey you need to take this out or whatever they had no signs and so I asked 
the person. I said, listen, what do I need to take out of my bag? I'm sorry. And they're like, you leave it all in the bag. And then I got in trouble at the end because they're like, you need to take your computer out of the bag. I'm like, they told me not to. I'm sorry. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. I know it, there are times when if you're if you're flying, if you have pre-check and you're flying when the pre-check is not even open yet, they will give you a piece of paper to walk through the regular line with to indicate that you're pre-check and you don't have to take your shoes off and things still, even though you're in the regular line. But what I don't know is, is that only for when the pre-check line is not available or could you have displayed it to somebody and said, I'm pre-check and then they would have given you a piece of paper to indicate that you didn't have to do that at this time as well? I don't know. The agents in Boston just said, you know, this isn't the pre-check line, right? I said, I know, but I'm going through with somebody that, you know, that doesn't have pre-check. They're like, oh, I don't know. Maybe it's just Boston because they're <laughs> who they are maybe but maybe <laughs> so they're probably they're more like you- people like me who are like good luck see you on the other side of security because <laughs> I, I leave charles behind every time <laughs> oh and the funny thing is is like we made my son go do it because i'm like listen i'm not waiting in that line with you i'm gonna leave you behind mm-hmm. and then the I don't, neither of them had ever traveled. I don't think without parents. I mean, my son had like one or once or twice, right? But he's always had pre-check. Mm-hmm. So I felt terrible sending her through that line with my son that would give her no guidance. <laughs> you know, and like, tell her this is the best ride ever at MCO. <laughs> exactly. So I was just like, you know, what? I'm going to, I'll handle this. I'll go through with her. Sally, you go through with your father and you get uh-huh. coffee, you know, uh-huh. like give him a job. So... Uh-huh. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Up until now, Alex always gets to go through on my pre-check. I'm considering getting him his own though, only because we just had to get his passport renewed for our, our trip that we're going to take in August. And I'm like, do I do I take the time to get him his own pre-check or do I say, Charles, the day has come when you must go get pre-check and take your son with him and go bo- get it for the both of you? That's I what I would do. I'm still, yeah. It's a father-son trip. (laughs) It's a father-son bonding trip. Go take care of this because I do not want to be standing at customs with you (laughs) when we could be speeding right through on our way back. Exactly. And it's just so much easier. Like, I don't, Mm -hmm. it's not even just the line. It's just the process is easier. And it's just, it's so much less stressful because I'm not bagging on anybody but TSA has a lot of people try they're trying to move through a line really quickly mm-hmm. and at you know six o'clock in the morning <laughs> they're shouting at you it's like oh my god like you go through the GSAP right. check you put your stuff up and you walk through and it's just mm-hmm. I don't know peace of mind it's worth it yeah it's worth it. yeah I agree all right well this sounds like an amazing trip and my guess is that Sarah will be back to Disney World at some point in her life and uh, maybe with you, maybe down the road since you all are APs and go so frequently. But uh, thank you so much, Allie, for sharing all the details of your trip planning and everything that happened on your trip and for sharing your family's adventure. No problem. It was a blast. Thank you. Thank you, Allie, for coming on the podcast again. It is always so much fun to talk to you, and I hope that this won't be the last time. 
If you have a trip coming up and you'd like to be a Trip Report guest, please use the link in the show notes to reach out. I'm specifically looking for people who have trips in April and beyond. It's a lot of fun and a great way to both preserve your trip memories as well as share your trip with friends and family. Thank you to everyone for listening. I hope you'll join me again next week. Until then, keep daydreaming about where you long to be. Oh, 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 oh,